0: This is one-on-one's NFL Friday, bringing your weekly Jets, Giants, and NFL talk from WFUV Sports. With top guests, weekly fantasy advice, and opinionated analysis, this is one-on-one's NFL Friday.
1: I think the, uh, the intro is a little bit more special now with the voice of Mike Watts, who is now that was the preseason voice of the Cincinnati Bengals on TV. So I, I mean that just kinda hit me right away. I,
2: I think there is a new
1: significance to the yeah.
2: NFL Friday intro, especially when you hear WFUV sports alums with the voiceover that actually happens to be involved with the NFL now. Pretty cool.
1: So welcome into NFL Friday. I'm your host David Spampanato. across from me, Emmanuel Barbari and Dominic Capone and Lauren Russell will be with us with some fantasy advice which which I need after last week. So so that'll be <laughs> that'll be important. Um going into to Sunday. Um, but week one, we're finally underway. Week one is, is finished. I mean, it was exciting. It was super exciting. We saw a lot of really cool things, especially from the New York Jets in terms of Sam Darnold with a very exciting debut and the Jets absolutely blowing out the Lions. I don't think anyone saw this one coming.
2: No way. And... If you're the Jets, when you came into the year, you were hoping that Sam Darnold's progression would be what you were able to hang your hat on. A lot of Jets fans, you go up to them say, you go 6-10 and 10 this year, but Darnold looks great. That's a successful year. Huge
1: win for the Jets. Yeah.
2: And a win Sunday, uh, or Monday night rather, wouldn't have been by the score. It would have been by Sam Darnold coming out and impressing and not showing those rookie jitters per se, but they accomplished both. And after that start where he throws that pick six, and you're wondering... This is all the same thing over again, and then they turn it into a not only a great quarterback performance, but a great offense, defense, and special teams performance. Forty-eight points up on the board—you couldn't have, you couldn't have projected that in a million years.
0: I agree a hundred percent, and I think the thing going in for Jets fans—I don't care what team you are—if you're the Browns who were expected to lose a bunch of games, or if you're the Patriots who're going to win—fans want to see wins. And I know Sam Darnold throwing him out there. Some fans were like, "Is—is is he ready? Is he not ready?" Right. But I think the idea that he's in there, they won a game. It's it's a very special time for the Jets, and it's, it is crazy. First uh, first throw of the game, interception. He's like everyone's always like, oh here here's the Jets. But in that time, I was thinking like, you know what? That's all right. I I still have I still have confidence in this kid, and I think that's special.
1: I think the important part is that he has confidence in himself. He throws that pick, and he comes right back on the field mm-hmm. and balls out. Like that's what it's all about, right there. Everyone knows that this is a guy who's gonna throw picks. I see him. Some people don't like this when I say this. I see him as almost like an Andrew Luck type of guy, like a guy who's going to – not necessarily in playing style, but just in terms of a huge upside type of guy. Like when Andrew Luck is on the field and he had that big season where he threw 40 touchdowns, I was ready to say he was the best quarterback in the NFL. Obviously, that's not right at this point, Mm -hmm. mainly because of injuries. injuries, yeah. Yeah. But my point with the Darnold-to-Luck comparison is that they're going to make picks, they're going to throw picks, but they're going to make plays at the end of it, and that's what matters. And more often than not, they're going to be good.
2: And if you watch any of his games at USC, you know turnovers are in the the equation. So I think an underratedly important part of that game was the fact that that interception was returned for a touchdown. Mm -hmm. If if you have the Detroit Lions going onto the field, let's say at the Jets' five-yard line, they run... A couple plays, then punch it into the end zone. Sam Darnold's waiting on the sideline. The jitters are starting to creep in. I think that's a big deal. I I agree. That's a good point. He might crumble after that point. The fact that that's returned for a touchdown, Jets get the ball right back, gets a couple of completions, Mm -hmm. gets that positive progression,
1: I think that was an important part of the game. And also with that pick was just how bad that pass was. You know what I mean? So, like, maybe two if it was a play where – He took a shot, maybe threw it up there for Robbie Anderson or something, and it was just maybe an underthrown ball that maybe would have gotten in his head a little bit because that's a play you're supposed to make. That throw that he made, never in a million years was he supposed to make that throw.
2: He wasn't, and I actually think, and this may not be the most popular opinion, on that play he showed part of what made him so good in that game. He was able to roll out of the pocket, step up, deal with what he was given – The problem with that play is you should never be throwing the ball across the field in that scenario. But that actually played to his benefit for the rest of the game. The fact that he was able to deal with any pressure, although the offensive line was great, that came his way. Step up in the pocket, survey his options, and make the right decision. That just happened to be his one wrong decision on the first play. It's
0: a good point you bring up because he did step out of the pocket. There was a little bit of pressure, and it did show the rest of the game because there were times where he he showed his elusiveness, and instead of going across the field, he stayed to the side of the field that he was on and one, uh, the pass that he made to Quincy Inunua to get that first down where they right. eventually scored their touchdown, that that showed it too because he got out of the pocket, ran to the right side of the field, and just dumped it off for Quincy Inunua for the first down instead of throwing it out or getting sacked. And I think that's big coming from a 21-year-old quarterback.
1: Yeah. Also around the league, I mean, the most impressive thing to me was Aaron Rodgers just on Sunday Night Football. I have him on Fantasy Doing Team, so he I was does. very happy. <laughs> Doing what he does. I mean... Al, Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth were ready to say like, "Oh, this is a shame. The Packers season is over." If I mean, he was on the cart. Like when you are on the he seems cart, like he gets it's...
0: injured all the time though. So Packers fans were like, oh, "Yeah, but we go, but when he, it? In, yeah, oh, when he gets in, yeah, when he gets injured,
1: they're done. Like that's a five-win team, maybe oh, even yeah. worse now that they kind of took some weapons away from that team um, in the off but." I mean, the Bears' defense was impressive, first of all, but what Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. Khalil Mack really much. lived yeah. up
0: to his new contract that he got for the Bears.
2: And when you see someone like Aaron Rodgers, you almost put them above that level of just that catastrophic injury that could happen. When you see him go off in a cart, you're almost awestruck because that's arguably the best and most talented, I think many would say the most talented quarterback in football, and he's being carted I, I, off the field, agree. and you're wondering whether his entire season is going to be derailed on basically – The sequence of one play. So the fact that he was able to come back, I think surprised no one, but the fact that he was able to come back and absolutely take over that game, it was something special. He just continues to rack up those type of moments.
1: And then quickly, before we get to fantasy, I just want to touch on the Giants a little bit. I mean, I think this team is a big question mark, but I mean, I didn't take anything away from that game just because I was like, okay, the defense is better than I expected. I thought this was going to be somewhat of a problem, but the offensive line I thought was upgraded, proved not to be so... But the problem is just, I mean, I hate to say it, but Eli, you know, yeah. I mean, I don't. it's not a big problem to have, but for a team that is a playoff contender, I don't know if, if that's a benefit for
2: them, you know what I mean? And of course, the problems with Eric Flowers presented themselves right away, and that's not something you want to see if you're a Giants fan, but you have a guy in Eli Manning who the franchise has completely invested in, yeah. and... The offensive line definitely took a step up in that game Mm -hmm. from what we've seen. So if you have Saquon Barkley, you have the offensive line, the defense stepped up, and then Eli Manning just isn't what you're expecting to be, look, the pressure's on him now. He's got to produce if the rest of the factors are in check.
0: And everyone talked about with Eli Manning, he makes a a play, it's Eli, but if he doesn't, it's the offensive line. There was a point in that game where he overthrew Odell for that touchdown that he had in the end zone. And Two, twice, Two he times. Did, it was twice. One and time,
1: I'll give him the excuse because it was just a full-on jailbreak bit blitz by the Jaguars. One, he had an
0: open pocket and yeah, just overthrew. Exactly, him. Exactly. But
1: now I take that as like a positive. The offensive line did his
0: job, and if Eli can make that throw next time, there's a touchdown right there. So it's not the entire offensive line, and that which is a, which is a very good thing yeah. for New York. But Eric Flowers did struggle again,
2: and I've had to take for a little bit that I don't think Eli Manning is a, even an average quarterback at this point in his career he's a decorated quarterback he's one of the best players to play in this city he's just not who he was and mm. that happens but now he needs to perform and I'm not going to rip the Giants for not picking Sam Neither am I. Neither S- am I. Sa- Saquon Barkley's obviously a great pick he's going to shine in this league he showed what he can do right off the bat in week one I don't blame them for having faith in Eli but if he can't perform this team isn't going to be what you're expecting it to be. Yeah,
1: so I, I don't know about you guys, but I need some fantasy advice. So I definitely have fantasy <laughs> advice. I so, split this week, so I want to go two and up. Yeah, we had, we had what? The Bengals and Ravens last night. Mixon and Collins were okay. But, Lauren, what do you got for us this week? Who are some of the safest bets in fantasy this week? Here are the players our expert thinks you must start if you're looking to win your matchup. Although Phillip
3: Rivers and the Chargers took a loss last week, the quarterback had a good game, throwing for 424 yards and three touchdowns. He looks to continue that success against a Bills defense that gave up 47 points to the Ravens, making him a fantasy stud this week. Josh Gordon, a fantasy stud this week, will be facing off against a Saints secondary that had difficult containing the Buccaneers' wideouts last week. The Tampa wideouts continued uh, combined for four receiving touchdowns. Look for Josh Gordon to be the next wideout to exploit this weak Saints defense. Jay Ajayi looks to stay hot after opening the season with two rushing touchdowns versus the Falcons. This week, he will be facing off with the Buccaneers, who gave up two rushing touchdowns in week one. Ajayi only had 15 carries last week, mostly due to a foot injury he had been dealing with since before the game. So look for his carries to go up this week.
1: So the New York Jets in Week Two. Week One we discussed big victory. Week Two take on the Miami Dolphins. Should be an interesting game, but I think I think our guy, our New York Jets beat reporter Vinny DeBellis, might have a little bit more inside info regarding this game. So let's take a listen to his Jets report for Week Two.
4: It was a roller coaster Week One for the New York Jets, a ride that left Jets fans filled with excitement when it was all said and done. Sam Darnold's first NFL pass went about as poorly as a pass could go, resulting in a pick six for the Lions. But from that point on, it was all Jets. Gang Green went on to outscore Detroit 48-10 from that point forward, resulting in a 48-17 road victory. Darnold settled down just fine, finishing with two touchdowns, an interception, and just shy of 200 yards passing. Post-game, he emphasized the well-rounded team effort that secured the victory.
0: The whole team effort really... Um, You know, offensively Running the ball the way we did Defensively, you know, the turnovers is awesome Um,
4: And then, you know, special teams With Andre getting all those punt returns And then um, being able to take one back to the house is pretty sweet The defense stole the show with five interceptions Two by Darren Lee himself One of which he took back to the house Making Matt Stafford's home opener a nightmare The pass rush was impressive Offensively, the Jets ran the ball effectively And they were efficient in the air the Jets couldn't have asked for much more in Week 1. Sunday at home against the 1-0 Dolphins will be no walk in the park, but the electric atmosphere at the Meadowlands will be enough to give the Jets the win. Expect the defense to disrupt Ryan Tannehill's rhythm and for Isaiah Crowell to have another big game on the ground. Jets for the win, 27-21. Covering the... I'm Vinny DeBellis, WFUV Sports.
1: Great stuff out of Vinny for the New York Jets this week. So I mean, a roller coaster. I don't know if I. I don't know if that's the way I would describe it, but I mean, I kind of like it just because you look at the Jets in the past, and like even last year, you look back at it. Like there were so many games where you were like, this team could have been ten and six, and they could have beaten Atlanta, Carolina, New England. You know, really good football teams, but they just couldn't execute down the stretch. And I would call last year somewhat of a roller coaster season, but. Yeah, And I just kind of thought back to the text I got from Jets fan, from friends that are Jets fans and seeing stuff on Twitter, and I was like, holy crap, this is like nothing I've ever seen out of Jets fans before. I've never seen positivity like this out of Jets fans before, and it was nuts, like nothing like I've ever seen before.
2: And I think there were certain elements that made it special. You, you had the defense returning interceptions for touchdowns. You had special teams touchdowns. This is just stuff you don't see from the New York Jets, along with good quarterback play, which is the most sacred idea uh, in this franchise but you just saw every single facet everything come to fruition in that game and I think it was if you could have drawn up a way for that first game to go you wouldn't have even thought of that you would have thought of something really nice you would have thought of Sam Darnold impressing in his debut you wouldn't expect an absolute trouncing where the Lions didn't look like they had a chance in their home building
0: now, this could be a bad thing for the Jets in a way because after the game mm. you see Jamal, just in, just in this respect, okay. if they go into each game, especially the Dolphins who they're I mean, I never it. think a
1: week one win is a bad thing. Like That's the only reason I'm saying that.
0: No, no, I'm, I'm just looking at it from a bad – because I, I guess I'm a Jets okay, fan go. and this is what happens. Yeah, the only yeah. way I'm going to say, <laughs> they can't go into each game thinking, oh, this is how it's going to go every time. I don't think they think that. I, I mean, I hope they don't, but I just don't know. Jamal Adams like like, this is what we told everyone. This is what's coming. This is what's coming. And Jamal Adams is always up here. Kind of want to see him
1: down here. Just, just uh, so, uh, that's, that's a little that's too glass half empty. Yeah, that's not who he is. I mean, Jamal Adams. <laughs> when they drafted him, they were like, "Okay, we want." A I, I'm physical... not just talking about him. I'm just talking about the yeah. whole team in general. But like, if you look at Jamal Adams just as like a sample size of like mm. what you're explaining. I mean, for example, he's a guy that's incredibly confident at as a second year player. His leadership is ridiculous. I mean, I, hundred, I don't see yeah, stuff like this out of second year players. I mean, he's he's an awesome guy for this team, and I think for the Jets, a team that's suffered for so long they need that, you know, they need those crazy confident guys as they're trying to get this thing going, you know what I mean?
2: And I think they need that killer instinct. A lot of those interceptions, a lot of those defensive plays, I wouldn't call the Jets a very top caliber defense, I just think they were playing like a team on a mission in that game, and I think they were really poised, they were ready to get after it, and you saw a lot of it, you know, come full circle, And, and Again, this isn't the most talented team, but that mindset, that killer instinct could serve them well, especially in the games that are within reach like a team like the Detroit Lions.
1: Now, how much do we attribute this to the fact that it is the Detroit Lions and their defense is pretty questionable? And aside from Matthew Stafford, there isn't much going for them offensively. So
0: when the game was actually happening, we heard from a lot of people, why are are they so happy? Like, Why are Jets fans so happy? It's just the Detroit Lions. I think Matt Stafford is a very good quarterback. And you saw the stat they were throwing out. He's like the quickest to however many yards in his career. Like So when you pick him off four times, it's something to be happy about. And for Darren Lee to come out and say we knew everything that they were doing, it's awesome as like a Jets defense to know what's happening, to get the interceptions, and then obviously to put points on the board. I think that speaks volumes to the coaching staff if
2: anything they were mm-hmm. prepared Bowles, for that and, team yeah
0: everyone did a great job
2: they knew knew what they were going to run and and you almost have some fans thinking oh whoa that's a little fishy but they did their homework and mm-hmm. the playbook really didn't change much and the Jets were able to pick off a lot of stuff that they probably wouldn't have but that's what happens in football when you prepare and when you're focused
1: and I think those are two attributes the Jets had now week two against the Dolphins the Dolphins were, are probably considered a bottom five team in the league at this point, and they're coming back home. So, I mean, I find it a little hard to, not hard to believe, but hard to imagine the fact that the Jets could start 2-0, and but I think it's going to happen.
2: I think it will. And, and especially if they go in with that killer instinct, if they stay focused and don't keep their eye off the target, mm-hmm. if you will, because they have a Dolphins team that, when you looked at their schedule preseason, you chalked this one up as a win. Home opener. Regardless of if you lost week one, you, you yeah, want to win this game. And I like Vinny's prediction uh, with Crowell having a big game because I think that's what sets the pace. You don't want to put Darnold out there and have him yeah. chuck the ball all around the field in his first home game against a team that you should be in front of fans that are going to be psyched out of their minds oh, at yeah. that game. So if Crowell can establish the pace, I like the Jets' chances.
0: I 100% agree with you. I don't think the Dolphins and Ryan Tannehill can – come into New York and get a win, especially with this this Jets team coming off a win like they did in Detroit. And I just I just don't see the Dolphins. I know they're one and but they played the Titans. Like I don't know how much you take away from that. Their two quarterbacks they yeah. face were Blaine Gabbard and Marcus Mariota didn't have a good game at
1: all. So
0: I, I feel like the Jets are gonna get a win here and I, it might be another big one as well.
1: And more to the fact with that game with the Dolphins, just that it was like the weirdest game of all time. It was like seven hours. <laughs> it was. There were a lot of weird games too. <laughs> oh yeah. For I'm sorry. sure there were some like games that you saw. I mean,
2: Tampa Bay, like. What? It, it, yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick
0: just just it, casually going it, off for four touchdowns. It, like. His QB rating was like one hundred <laughs> and fifty,
2: and you had a couple games that were like 14-8 going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was an exciting Sunday. It was nice that football was back, but there were a few games that had you scratching your head. And the Browns game too. I mean, the Jets oh, played we those. Talk about the Browns. Yeah, like. I mean that was yeah, they, another They play weird them game. next week. Also, yeah. speaking of the Jets oh, mentality, how about that post game video on Jets Twitter with McClendon basically putting me to tears?
0: <laughs> it, it, Very that good. that mentality. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel good as if you're a Jets fan, and you hear Steven McClendon and the rest of the team like, they're, they're "Go right. one and no each week." Yeah. Perfect just, mentality. Like what I brought up last time, I just don't want them going and being like, "We already chalked this up as a win. It's fine. We can start looking forward. take it." I know he said one and no. That's all you need to do because I, I think Todd Bowles is as of he's, he's even a, keeled. He's even keeled, mm-hmm. and I think that's what the team needs to be. But they still need that killer instinct.
1: Game sport. by game attitude. We'll the Bowles is almost even keeled to a fault. You know, like it yeah. almost looks like the guy's mouth is zipped shut. He has
0: shown point. a lot starting in the starting in the off season, um, a lot of emotion. I like not like a lot, but it's not who he is. Look, I mean I think he's a good
1: I think he's a good coach. He I is. mean he was probably the best defensive coordinator in football when he was with, with Arizona. The Cargos, yeah. yeah. When he was with Arizona. And then he comes to the Jets, has that ten and six season, they missed the playoffs, so fans they like him they're like okay we're 10 and 6 but how much of Let's this build off can of last you know and yeah. that's not what happened they didn't build off they had two straight six and ten seasons
0: uh, five and eleven or five, but five yes, yeah excuse
1: me five and eleven and you know he he's a he's been on the hot seat for a little while i, a think, lot the of ju- people. I think the jury's still very much out on Bulls because he comes here he's never really had a ton of talent to deal with if they go no. six and ten and darnold has a good rookie season, maybe wins rookie of the year. You think they keep him around? I think he stays.
2: Uh, I'm not sure what this franchise is thinking in terms of long term future, but he came here, not a ton of talent, a little bit of a fluky season with Fitzpatrick, yeah. where they came within a game of the playoffs and really their fate was sealed the way it probably should have been with coming up a bit short. Then he goes six and ten, five and eleven, and, and you're really wondering what he is as a head coach. But you mentioned the even kill mentality. You feel like a lot of times within the first three years of his tenure, he was almost playing not to lose. So we still have yet to see Bowles with a really great unit where he needs to play to win every week. He was just trying to help the team tread water. We haven't seen Bowles at his fullest potential.
0: Yeah, because wasn't it just a few years ago where we were saying play the young guys, play the young guys? He wanted to keep in like Josh McCown or like just veteran guys and weren't going to be here for the future because they didn't come to him and be like, look, if you lose, you're fired. If you win, you stay. Always on the hot seat. Had to win games. So if I was the Jets, I would go to him and be like, look, we have Sam Darnold. We have a young quarterback. I know they can't say no matter what you have a job, but just go out there, develop Sam, have him. Because if you go out there and you don't win games, but Sam's improving, I say you don't fire him just because you guys got to build up together. You know what I mean? I wouldn't just, like, fire Todd Bowles and have Sam Darnold learn a new offense or something like that from a new coach.
1: I mean, it's going to be an important game for the Jets, and I think it's going to be a big stepping stone. And and if they can get it done, I mean, it's going to be big for them, and it's going to be big for the rest of the seasons, uh, how the rest of the season is going to go for the Jets. So we'll head into our second fantasy update. Coming out of it, we'll have my Giants report, and then we'll discuss New York Giants. Predicting this week's fantasy duds is just as important as picking this week's fantasy studs. Here's who our expert thinks you should sit this week.
3: Russell Wilson will be going up against a tough Bears defense this week, making him a fantasy dud. Khalil Mack and company should have a field day going against the weak Seattle O-line. On top of all of this, his top target, Doug Baldwin, is also out. Derrick Henry put up weak numbers in his week one game versus the Dolphins. He only rushed for 26 yards. But what fantasy owners should be more concerned about is that... Deion Lewis, the other Titans running back, is getting more carries. Keep Henry out of your lineup this week. After only one reception for 11 yards in last Sunday's game, Chris Hogan is a fantasy dub this week. Versus Jacksonville, Hogan will be facing off with one of the best secondaries in the league. Don't look for him to have his breakout game this week.
1: New York Giants week two. We're used to this being a week one matchup. They play the Dallas Cowboys Sunday Night Football. So before we get into it, we're going to my Giants report for week two. The 2018 New York Giants are one of the biggest question marks in the NFL. Some analysts see them as a Super Bowl contender and others feel that three and 13 was no fluke. Following their 20-15 season-opening loss at the hands of the Jaguars, many of the questions still remain, but the upside on offense is clear. Those questions are centered around the offensive line, namely right tackle Eric Flowers. And once again in Week 2 against the Dallas Cowboys, the spotlight will be on Flowers. Across from him is Pro Bowl left-end Demarcus Lawrence, who posted 14 and a half sacks a year ago. In order for Eli Manning to get the ball to his weapons, he's going to need the time, especially with his lack of mobility. Last week against the Jaguars, Manning had enough time in the pocket to get Odell Beckham the ball 11 times for 111 yards. However, he missed two opportunities to get OBJ the ball in the end zone, which proved costly in hindsight. Getting the ball to Beckham against the Dallas secondary should be far easier than Jacksonville. So expect a big game out of Beckham. Last week, Saquon Barkley's line was impressive but minus a 68-yard touchdown run, he only averaged 2.2 yards per carry. Barkley needs to be more consistent throughout each game. The big plays will come for the rookie, but he needs to gain small chunks when the opportunity is there. On the defensive side of the ball, the Giants played well last week, but need to repeat that success week in and week out. They'll be without Olivier Vernon again with a high ankle sprain, so the pass rush will once again take a hit. Big Blue needs to avoid getting fooled on option plays. They allowed an 86-yard touchdown to Danny Etling in the preseason on a quarterback keeper and a 50-yard gain to Blake Bortles last week. With Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, and Tavon Austin in the backfield, they'll be a far greater threat on the option. Overall, I think the Giants are more talented. and will be too much for the Cowboys' defense to handle. Giants get the win, 27-17. Covering the New York Giants, I'm David Spampanato, WFUV Sports. I've got the Giants on top. I don't know about you guys. I mean, maybe this is just partially because they lost last week. So I'm trying to compensate for my preseason wins pick, which was ten. So I'm just you trying got something to keep up. on the line, yeah, I'm, I, exactly. So I kind of have a dog in the horse a little bit. So I think they're going to win ten games this year. That's what I thought preseason. I thought this team was talented enough to win ten games. But I mean, last week against Jacksonville, there were some good things. There were some building points. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think this is a good team. But I don't know if it's that above. I don't know if they're above an 8-8 eight eight team from what I saw last week. A lot rides on this game. It's not
2: only the 10-6 and six prediction. A lot of people had them around that range. Mm-hmm. I, I think it has to do with the mentality of this team starting 0-2 in a season that had so much promise. You're going up against a Cowboys team that you're going to have to beat if you win this division. A little bit of a disappointing week one loss considering, yeah, a lot of people had them losing to the Jaguars, but they were well within striking distance and could have stolen that game. And didn't do so. So if you lose that game when you easily could have won and gotten out to that great 1-0 start, then lose to the Cowboys who looked hideous offensively last week. You're not feeling good. And I think this could start some turmoil uh, within this locker room.
0: If If I was the Giants and you played like you did last year where the offensive line just completely fell apart, Eli had no chance of getting the ball out, um, they, they didn't really have a running game. I would be in. I would be upset right now, and you wouldn't be able to win. I don't think against Dallas. But now Dallas to me doesn't look like a great team right now. No, the Giants to me, you make one or two plays, you beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. They were yeah. one play away from beating the Jaguars, so I think they could beat the Dallas Cowboys and on Sunday Night Football. And I think it's a stepping stone for the for the Giants. Saquon Barkley, I know he struggled at some points, but he had that one big run, and that's what he's going to give you. That's what he did at Penn State. I feel like that's what he could do here in New York, and uh, if. Eric Eric Flowers comes out every week and says I just need to be better I need to be better but I don't know when that's going to happen. Of yeah. <laughs> I don't but, know. But there's no but, be- I mean I don't know but, if
1: there's a better replacement for him. That's the biggest thing. It, I mean he He's terrible <laughs> I mean, just go off. You yeah. can replace him with anyone. Just sign someone off the
0: street. There's and, nothing in sports that makes me more infuriated than people coming out and players. I know they have to say it. And it's just like the player lingo saying, I have to be better. I have to get better. Like, then
1: no, do it. Just I do mean, I don't think you can't I, get no, I, I mean, Yeah, but then don't say it. Not... <laughs> I don't want to yeah, hear it. Yeah, but what do you want to hear from him? That's what I'm saying. There's nothing oh, else terrible. he can say. He's not going to say that <laughs> to the reporters. Yeah, I mean, he's. Yeah, I don't know what you want him to say. But to me, the thing with Flowers, I mean, I know everyone gives him a lot of grief myself included, Because week in, week out, he just fails to show up. Mm -hmm. But I mean, there's got to be a reason he's starting here. This is not the coach that he started with. This is not the GM that drafted him. Gettleman and Shermer have no reason to start Flowers other than him being the best available tackle outside of Nate Solder. So I feel like there's got to be something here. Again, we're just not seeing it. So and it is
0: crazy and, how the Giants have the highest-paid offensive lineman in football, and they sold.
2: And they have a lot of faith in him. I mean, moving him positions, trying to adapt to what they think. They've given bring him to the a table. lot of time, though. So they have. I feel like we're talking about this every week circular <laughs> for the last like eighteen weeks but, or something. But like the good that.
0: thing is, you do have a veteran in there, Nate Solder. He can hopefully talk to him. And I think, even though Eric Flower struggled, the whole offensive line as a group is better than last year, which yeah. is a good thing.
1: I mean, Will Hernandez was a really nice pick out of out of uh, UTEP. I mean, he's an absolute mauler. That left side of the line is solid. I mean, at center. It, it's center, you know. Like, you don't need an elite center, per se. But the right side, I mean, I look at every week, pro football focuses scores for the, the offensive linemen. Solder and Hernandez are rock solid. They're right there. They're not great, but they're good enough mm-hmm. to where you're, they're going to keep a line afloat. But that other side is just horrendous. And then, like I said in my report, I mean, he's got DeMarcus Lawrence across from him this week. He had 14 and a half sacks last year. He had a sack last week against Cam Newton. That's not an easy man to get to and bring down. So, I mean, in terms of the Flowers-Lawrence matchup with Eli Manning at quarterback, I'm not feeling too good about that.
2: I'm not. I'm also not feeling huge on the Cowboys offense after what Mm -hmm. I saw last week, though. And I don't think it's going to take much to Dak take Prescott, down the Dallas Cowboys. I
0: understand, like, Dak Prescott, rookie year, he did only have, like, four picks or something. He just doesn't... He's me, a little overrated. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's overrated. I, I don't th- think he's I that think great. I think that's been
1: established. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I agree, but, like, after what we saw last year and then what we saw last week, and what you start to see maybe his rookie year was just the fact that he's an insane athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's 6'2", 240, and he had Ezekiel Elliott back there, and that offensive line was ridiculous. It was just kind of a perfect storm for a guy like him to come in and play really well. And then you got some tape on him. You see what he's able to do. You see what his shortcomings are. And and you figured him out. You know That was kind of the story with him in college, too. I remember when he was at Mississippi State, they were the number one team in the country. They beat Alabama. And everyone said, Dak Prescott is going to win the Heisman. This is the guy right here. And he, I wouldn't say he fell off a cliff, but... They lost to Ole Miss, and then after that, it was like, okay, we see what this guy's able to do. I just don't think he's very good at making those adjustments. I think that's what the Giants need to be able to do.
2: You draw up the perfect scenario with him coming into the league, and you're playing in an indoor stadium. You're playing with Ezekiel Elliott, who's having this unbelievable year. You have all day to throw. You have a legendary offensive line. You have weapons. So (laughs) when the team's rolling and you have all that going for you, it's going to be a good rookie year. But now he's actually faced some adversity. I don't love him that much, so... Will it take only 15 to 20 points to win this game for the Giants? Maybe. I don't think they're going to have to do much to beat this team. The Giants defense was impressive last week. I don't think it's going to take that much to hold the Cowboys under 10.
0: But the Cowboys defense also played well last week, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Cam Newton and the Panthers can score points, and they held them to what, 16 it was? They won 16 8. So I know. What but, gives? <laughs> <laughs> I, just don't, I just don't see this Cowboys offense, except for Ezekiel Elliott, really doing anything.
1: I mean, I might be a little biased, but like I said in my report, I mean, Giants on top, you know? like this. Is, I, this I agree. Is, I, I feel like I'm going to say it every week, but, I mean, I look at the rest of the schedule, and this game is so, so, so important because next week they go to Houston. Then after that, they play New Orleans, and I don't know if that defense is going to be able to stop the Saints' offense. And then after that, it's Atlanta, and then the Eagles. You know, it doesn't stop Brutal. for it; It just keeps going. And then week seven is the Falcons. I mean, I may have said Atlanta twice, but... Yeah, they're, just, they're facing some I think good Carolina, offenses. Yeah, Carolina week five, Philadelphia six, Atlanta seven, and then they have Washington, which is either way a divisional game. You know, eight that's half the season right there. I mean, I know I'm just running down the schedule, mm-hmm. but this game is just ridiculously important. If they're 0-2 and they have to go into Houston with that... I'm not feeling too good. This is what makes football
2: great, though. You have the 16 weeks, and a week two matchup almost feels like a week 16 matchup because of what the Giants have ahead. Mm -hmm. If the Giants had a relatively favorable schedule, I'd have no problem picking them at 10 and six. But with this schedule, I'm not picking them this week because I think this puts them on track for 10 and six. I think it puts them around eight and eight, nine and -hmm. seven. Uh, But I do think this is a very winnable game, and the Giants are in trouble if they drop this.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, this is a a really, really important game for the Giants. I'm pretty confident, but um, we'll go right into our final fantasy update, and then we'll get our picks for the week. Nailing sleeper picks is a surefire way to get your team a victory. Here are some players that fantasy owners are currently overlooking.
3: Mike Williams. The second-year wideout had 81 receiving yards in the Chargers' Week 1 matchup. This week, he will be going against the Bills defense that gave up three touchdowns, uh, receiving touchdowns last week. The Giants defense is going up against a Cowboys offense that struggled last week. Dallas was not able to score a single point until the fourth quarter, while the Giants defense did not give up a score in the second half. This is why Big Blue's defense is a sleeper for this week. 49ers tight end George Kittle had a good game week one versus a tough Vikings defense. He hauled in five passes for 90 yards. Look for Kittle to have an even bigger game this week versus a Lions team that got blown out by the Jets.
1: Alright, so let's let's get into our picks for this week. Alright. So let's I'm go ready. let's go all the way around the room. Lauren, throw your mic on. So first game, Ravens, Bengals. Bengals came out on top. I mean, I-, I thought the Bengals were a sleeper, but pretty solid game last night. So we'll kick it off. Emmanuel, you'll go first. Steelers, Chiefs.
2: Steelers and the Chiefs. Tough game. Tough game. Steelers time with the Browns. I'm not in, over in I'm not Pittsburgh. overly high. It, it is in Pittsburgh. Huh. I'm going Kansas City. Let's <laughs>
3: yeah, toss up. My next alright, I'm going Kansas City. I like Patrick Mahomes. Well I'm, I'm all aboard the Patty Mahomes train.
0: I have to go with Pittsburgh at home. They lost they didn't lose. They tied week one against the Browns. I think Ben Roethlisberger and company are gonna come back and
1: beat the Chiefs at home. Feels like a loss, but <laughs> Lauren, I'm with you. I like Pat Mahomes, I like Tyreek Hill. I, I think this offense is uh, is pretty good and I think it's gonna be gonna be too much for Pittsburgh. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go K C. Uh Jets Dolphins. I have the Jets. Man, you got the Jets. Jets. I have the Jets. Lauren, who you got?
3: I got the Jets too. Okay,
1: all on the Jets train right there. Uh Eagles Buccaneers in Tampa. I am going to go with the
2: Eagles. I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick can sustain. going to say magic
0: is whatever <laughs> he did last week.
2: So, <laughs> let's temper it down a little bit. Let's go with Philadelphia.
3: Yeah, I got to go with the Eagles, too. Just The Eagles defense is just totally, it's going to be just a whole different story for Fitzpatrick.
0: Fitzmagic is over. I'm going with the Eagles.
1: I'm going out on a whim. I'm taking oh, Tampa Bay. I, I want nothing to do with Nick Foles. I, okay, I am yeah. all, I'm on Tampa Bay for this game. I'm going to go with the upset here. In Tampa Bay, I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Everyone will be going crazy if they can actually win this game. Saints-Browns in New Orleans.
2: Browns tied last week. Could they go 0-0 in 16? That's my column, but... <laughs> They don't stand a chance I like in this that, game. I like that. Browns are not winning this game. Next. All
3: right, this is this is all the way from half court. This is my hipster pick. I'm going to go with the Browns. That's I just go. want to throw it out there. It's wow. actually like a full court shot, actually. <laughs> I
0: just don't think the Browns have the offense to mm-hmm. to play with Drew Brees. I think Drew Brees is going to light up the Browns defense yeah. and win the game.
1: Tyrod Taylor can't keep up with uh, New Orleans, so I'm going to go with the Saints in on that one. Colts Redskins in Washington. Ooh, this is an interesting one. Washington's
0: one and zero. Washington is
2: one and zero. Let's let's get them at two and zero. I'm going skins.
3: Yeah, I gotta go with the Redskins too. AP he he looked you know he looked pretty good for what they signed him for.
0: I have to go with Washington as well. I don't think the Colts are gonna beat
1: them. I'm gonna go Indy. Big game for Andrew Locke. Bills Chargers.
2: Chargers need this game. I'm going all the hype to week go. one. Bills are not good though. <laughs> Thankfully for them, the Bills were that's a atrocious hot, last that's a week. Hot take. Bills are. Not, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was, was kind of going out on whim, saying that the Bills are not good, but you know, it's a cookie for the Chargers. They're gonna take it.
3: Yeah, I gotta go with the Chargers too. I think. I think Rivers is gonna destroy that Bills
0: defense. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Chargers. I just don't think the Bills have any chance of winning. Yeah, even though the Chargers are
1: 0-1. This is my lock for the week. I'm gonna go Chargers. Yeah, this is, good yeah, this, is good like, this is my survival pool pick. <laughs> <laughs> they made the Ravens' D look very good. Yeah, they did. Uh, Packers-Vikings in Green Bay Aaron Rodgers will play game. Even though Very he didn't practice this week I'm going to keep the magic of Aaron Rodgers going uh, y- You know, we
2: pulled it off last week When we really didn't expect it Let's go Packers with Aaron Rodgers Putting up another legendary performance
3: I feel like I just can't choose Against Aaron Rodgers After what happened last week Just right after, I feel like I definitely just can't pick against him So that's why I got to go with Green Bay here
0: it is crazy how bad this Packers team is without Aaron Rodgers. It's like it's unbelievable, and I just think it makes his greatness even better. So I have to go Aaron Rodgers not only because he's on my fantasy team, but I, I just think it's Aaron Rodgers. It's Green Bay Packers at home. They're going to beat
1: Minnesota. Hate to pick against Aaron Rodgers, but I'm going to do it. I think mm-hmm. this Vikings team is a little too much, and
0: that's fair. And, Minnesota's good.
1: Yeah, I mean maybe in a playoff matchup I could go Green Bay. You know, in the, the frozen ten, in the frozen tundra of Lambo, <laughs> but you know early on in the season I, I'm going to go with the Vikings. Panthers Falcons in Atlanta. Wow, another good matchup, another good, really good (laughs) divisional game.
2: A couple of really good Week Two matchups. I'm going to go with the Falcons. I think the offense steps up, and uh, the Panthers, despite really holding the Cowboys at bay, didn't really impress me offensively. I don't think they keep up with the Falcons.
3: This is yeah, this is a tough game, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with the Panthers. I think Cam Newton could have a big game. I think he could actually have a big year this year. No offensive system, so I'm going to go with the Panthers.
0: Yeah, I'm also going to go with the Panthers. I, I really like Cam Newton. They only put up those 16 points against the Cowboys, but I think the offense is going to to heat it up.
1: I'm going to go Carolina. I didn't love the way Atlanta looked last week, to be honest with I you. I didn't either. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go Carolina. Uh, Titans, Texans, in Tennessee. In Tennessee. And two young quarterbacks that really didn't show up last week. Right, right. In Tennessee –
0: I'm gonna go Titans.
3: I'm gonna go with Houston here. Deshaun Watson, he's gonna bounce back.
0: I, I, am gonna take the better quarterback in Deshaun Watson over Tennessee, even though they're on the road.
1: Yeah, this is tough. Come with me. Come with me. Let's <sighs> See, go Titans. I, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I don't know. I'm so fifty-fifty. The spread for this game could be even. I, like, I don't, I don't know what it is, but it could very well be even. Like, this is the most even matchup to me um, of all the games, even though there's some really good matchups. But I don't like Mariota. That's the thing. But t- Titans are at home. I'll go with the, I'll go with the Titans. There we go. By the way, Houston. Yeah, we're talking about
0: the Titans, Texans. The line is Houston minus three. Really? That's yeah. generous.
1: It is. Yeah. That's even generous for that
0: game. But it's, but they always give like those three points if, if you, because they're on the road. I know yeah, how yeah, Vegas yeah, yeah. works. So. Yeah. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Thanks. <though. laughs> I, I went to Vegas once uh, over the summer. Now <laughs> now, now you're an
1: aficionado. <laughs> Rams, Cardinals in LA. In L.A.,
2: give me the Rams. I I don't like the Cardinals at all in this game.
3: Yeah, I'm going with the Rams. That offense is just going to be too much for the Cardinals defense.
0: Now, since we're talking about lines, minus 13 for the Rams at home. (laughs) I'm going to go. I was going to go with the Rams anyway. They're just too good.
1: Yeah, I almost went with this for my survivor pool pick. I I love (laughs) McVeigh. I like Goff a lot. And that offense, I mean, we saw it last week against the Raiders. It's really prolific with (laughs) Gurley back there. They have a lot of weapons. I'm going to go with the Rams. Um I lost first. Oh, there we go. 49ers, Lions, and San Fran. Well, Matt
2: Stafford showed you all sorts of things <laughs> against the Jets. <laughs> yeah. it, not many good things. It's not many good things. A lot of things that just were very negative. Uh, is this game in? It's San in San Fran? Fran. It's in San Fran. Well, let's go with Garoppolo.
3: Yeah, I think Garoppolo is going to have to have a bounce back game. He finally lost, I guess, so that win streak is over, but. Yeah, I, just I hated think. that. I just oh, my. What was think.
0: he, 6-0? 7-0. 7 Yeah, it was 7,
3: I think. But, yeah, I, I don't think the Lions defense. If that's what happened when Sam Darnold plays them, let's see what happens when Jimmy G plays them.
0: I think Jimmy Garoppolo and Matt Stafford are both going to step up their game and play well, but at home I'm going to take the 49ers over the Lions.
1: Um, I'm going to go Lions. I'm not a Jimmy G guy. Wow. Um, and they got to bounce back. I, I mean, I think there could be a really good narrative for them, and they could – uh, going off a really embarrassing loss last week, and I think they'll they'll bounce back and win that game. Raiders Broncos in Denver. In Denver,
2: Gruden comes in gets the job. Oh, done. Let's go, let's go yeah. Oakland!
3: I, I gotta go with the Broncos' home field advantage there. I just I didn't see enough from the Raiders Monday night.
1: I agree with you, I didn't see enough,
0: but I have faith in Chucky.
1: I'm gonna go with the Raiders. And I have faith in Derek Carr. I love Derek Carr, a huge fan of He's him. He's a good solid quarterback. I really he him. he failed to show up in the <laughs> second did. half he last did. week. He, he was, was really good in the first half, twenty completions in the first half. I'm gonna go with the Raiders, uh, in Denver. Pats Jaguars I believe in Jacksonville. I believe the Jags are favored. I'll take a look. The they line. are, <laughs> they are.
2: But I wasn't impressed with what they did against the Giants last week. There should have been a much larger deficit than it was. I'm going to New England.
3: I'm going to go with the Jaguars. Home field advantage. Mm. I think. I feel like the defense. They'll just be able to get it done here, and it'll be important to see if net plays. that anyone?
0: He's How's the hamstring? He's, he didn't out? practice
1: today. I, I can get that for you though. Um,
0: this. I think this game is obviously going to be pay, uh, the Patriots' offense versus the Jags' defense in a big way. And I don't think the Jags' defense is going to stop Tom Brady. I really don't. I'm going to
1: go with Tom Brady even on the road. It's going to be a game-time decision. So. Questionable, yeah. But, I mean, Yeldon's a, a really solid backup. Fournette played really well when he was there. So uh, When he was on the field last week against the Giants. Um, this is huge for the Jaguars. Just for the franchise in general, if they can get this win. Mm-hmm. Brady's going to be too much. I'm going to go with the Pats. All right, we got two more. Sunday Night Football, Giants-Cowboys, I the Giants.
2: I'm going to go with the Giants by a few. I yeah, said Giants, too. I got
3: to go Giants, too.
1: I said Giants. Too. Giants, all right. Monday um, Night Football, final one, Bears-Seahawks.
2: Interesting to see how the Bears bounce back from that loss at the hands of Rodgers, but I'm not big on the Seahawks this year. Uh, I, I think the Bears are good enough. They'll pretty much trounce them on Monday Night Football.
3: Yeah, the Bears looked good last week, so even though they did take the loss, uh, I'm going to go with the Bears there. That, that Seahawks offensive line is just not. It's not going to be able to hold up.
0: Khalil Mack is the real deal. And I'm going to go with the Bears at home. I, I just don't think the Seahawks. The Seahawks are not the team that we all know of the Seahawks. And I don't think Russell Wilson is that guy either. And he's not going to go into Chicago beat the Bears.
1: The Bears. The Bears. Going with him. I'm a big Matt Nagy fan. So I'm gonna go We're with in the agreement. Bears. Yeah, Let's so nice job, guys. Really solid job. Nice fun. job with the spreads. <laughs> I only said two, but... Dom Vegas Capone right there. I went to Vegas <laughs> to
0: cover the Summer League, and I come back, and I know everything.
1: Basi- basically, <laughs> basically like, balled out of the
2: casinos. Pretty much. Yeah. I wish. I wish. can you see this guy? I know everyone can't see him that's listening, but this guy's Vegas name. Horrible <laughs> radio, is what I just did. Radio one-on-one, do not do what I just did, but just We'll know. tweet out a picture of me later. With we'll tweet shot. out a picture right next to the pick spreads, and... We'll say Dom Capone and <laughs> Crop in Vegas. I'm
1: going to do one more. Favorite game this week. Favorite game. Like, game to watch. Game to like watch. Like, if you have Sunday ticket, you can watch any game. Pick one.
2: I really like the past jags game.
3: Ooh. You know what? There's
0: a lot of good I ones.
3: think the Falcons. I think the Falcons-Carolina game, that's going to be good.
0: Falcons-Panthers. Just to switch it up, I really like the Vikings and Packers. That's They're both 1-0, same division. That's going to be a good game.
1: I was going to go with that one, but... I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Giants, Cowboys. Just because I'm a Giants fan, Sunday I, night football. Covering lineup. the team, I'll probably send about 80 tweets that night. So <laughs> that's that's the one I'm gonna go with. All right, you going to Dallas? I wish. I wish that'd be a fun game. I'm trying to figure something out with Philly, but oh, I'll be cool. Going to Philly. Going right to right Philly. Now. You gotta. Win. Oh, you're... Yeah, Tom's a big awesome. traveler. Yeah. He can show you around. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm a big baby. big. Tra- <laughs> can you help me with Vegas. Can you got a Vegas? Oh, i can get alone? you
2: to Vegas. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> I got connections over there, and we'll make sure to get that tweet out of your face. Yes, we
0: will.
1: All right. Awesome job, guys. Uh, thank you, Jimmy Sullivan in the back, Rafael Alia for moral support, Manuel Barbari, Dom Capone, Lauren Russell with the fantasy. I'm David Spampinato. Thank you for listening to NFL Friday. Be back next week, Friday, uh, Friday evening, recorded at three o'clock Friday evening. We'll have it for you. Um, so come back next week. Thanks for listening to NFL Friday this week.